Chrome. Flesh. Magic. Money. Corporations. Dealers. Gangs. Cults. Jobs. Death is around every corner. But there's life to be found as well. In the shadows. Welcome to the City of Thorns. Episode 15, The Bridge Home, Part 1. And here we are. Ready for another City of Thorns. But before we get there, I have some exciting announcements to make. Uh, Specifically with regards to the Infinity Break Showcase number 2. Uh, For those of you who have been with Infinity Break long enough, you might remember back in January we had the showcase, which took the form of a 24-hour live stream showcasing all of the different shows and productions that Infinity Break has its hands in and around and nurturing into a healthier entertainment venue. And it was fantastic, and I tried to stay awake for almost all of it, but sleep eventually took me and I had to catch back up. But we had all kinds of crazy fun playing games with ourselves, as well as having specials of various shows that we already do. And this go-round shall be no different, except in the sense that it will be the 5th and the 6th of this coming October, from 10 o'clock in the morning to 10 p.m. each day. And we're going to have a special... uh, four-hour one-off of City of Thorns, like what has been taking place in the city of Portland while our runners have been in the realm of the Fae. And also, we're apparently going to have a special uh, Speak of the Devil as well, looking into the back stories of one of our intrepid heroes. Perhaps Johnny, seeing as how you are here, and know more about it than anyone else, could divulge something for our audience. Uh, well, uh, we've done a number of Speak of the Devil backstory things uh, the at the last 24-hour thing, uh, not verbal, but the other one. Uh, we did a session that went into uh, Dr. Eden uh, and his family. Hello. We have, not on a live thing, but we played Dareth's backstory out, uh, so I'm trying to go basically through everybody, and the next one will be Tordek, Mm -hmm. Uh, and we will find out uh, how Tordek made his way into our intrepid group of adventurers. Mm -hmm. 
are we going to find uh, are we going to find an introduction to Pippin as well, or is that something uh, you Pippin happened about? in the Speak of the Devil, uh, the Fandelver campaign, mm-hmm. uh, so we aren't going to replay that. That's fair. Um, I was not part of that campaign, so I yeah. don't know the backstory of Pippin and Tordak. Yep, that was like session two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to learn a lot about uh, Tordak as a human being. Uh, unfortunately, there will be no Pippin mm-hmm. uh, because Tordek will not have found Pippin yet. 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 That remains to come. And also, um, I do want to take the opportunity while we're talking about Speak of the Devil that it is approximately the one year anniversary. Yeah, uh, this next episode is going to be uh, the centennial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have something fun planned for it. Mm. Uh, so, uh, prepare yourself, uh, so you don't cry on air. As best I can, I shall do my best. No guarantees. Things are so tragic. (laughs) Excellent. But also for the showcase, part two on the 5th and 6th from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. both days, we're going to be doing a smorgasbord of various things that you have come to love and expect from Infinity Break, including some of our newer things since the last showcase, people from the Sneeple at the movies are going to be there as well. And it's going to be a ton of fun. And there's probably going to be some more announcements about upcoming things that are coming down the pipeline that we are not talking about yet. Because right now, it is time to return to the City of Thorns characters. When last we were with them, they had... Uh, just received an audience from the Queen of the Seely Court, in which they had described the many transgressions that various corporations <coughs> have inflicted upon their own lives and the lives of the people that they have cared about. And uh, the Queen listened in silence and uh, just let them speak their piece. And uh, once that all was said and done, uh, a very happy uh, Marin, their elven uh, host, uh, just escorted them from the castle gates and away from the enormous uh, bodyguards of the castle. And uh, they explored the uh, surrounding marketplace area in search of a mustache and <laughs> something that was similar to, but not exactly what they We found a caterpillar. We found a caterpillar. <laughs> a twerking caterpillar. A, cat, a twerking caterpillar merchant. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And eventually they all wound up going to a small tavern off to the side with Marin. Uh, and there was a plethora of Fey Realm creatures, characters, and people in this uh, particular drinking establishment. Uh, so it was a, a, a look of utter strangeness and chaos as far as our player characters were concerned. Um, and at one point, uh, a hooded figure approaches the table, and uh, Marin and them uh, leave for a time being, going to a back area, which allows for the runners to pretty much sit amongst themselves. And in the in-character chat, a few snide remarks back and forth uh, occurred naturally, as they are wont to do. And uh, a very uh, frustrated uh, Aurora uh, got up from the table after leaving a note uh, of similar snarky nature 
uh, before escorting herself out into the marketplace, uh, where she was quickly lost to the crowds and no one could track her down, except for Miss Fallon, who is excellent at tracking people down. So at this point in time, all of our main runners, Geist, Titus, and Alice, are sitting in the booth of the bar, not entirely certain what they're going to do next. <clears throat> there are pixies playing uh, tag across the tables and uh, bouncing across uh, some of the back ends and walls of the tables. <laughs> There's easily 40-some-odd different species of humanoid all about, pretty much minding their own business and occasionally looking over at the weirdos at your booth. A few of them might be uh, chatting amongst themselves in hushed tones, but uh, they are aware of your being here. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, especially after we yelled at each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. They are very aware of your presence. <laughs> and uh, are you still sitting there drinking your various beverages? Those of you who can drink Yeah, those of you with physical bodies. <laughs> yes. Yep, yeah. I'm basically just sitting there, like, sipping, like, death-glaring Alice. <laughs> Alice still has her head in her hands. Mm-hmm. Focusing on your own shit. Reflecting. Ah, good. And Geist? I imagine he's probably, like, a slumped down, kind of just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just drinking every once in a while. Nice. Oh, yeah, we had a sip counter. Yeah. <laughs> it has gotten off a lot a lot more sips. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe uh, since the beginning of City of Thorns, I think you've achieved at least 15 sips. Um, I'm not keeping a full count of this, just an approximate count. That's about right. I like that you have a better idea of how many times Geist has sipped than I have an idea of how many days have passed in Speak of the Devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. It might be a day per session. Who knows? <laughs> kind of depends. Um, excellent. So, um, score. So the hooded figure that, uh, was speaking with Marin, uh, emerges from a back room and uh, just kind of doesn't really seem to be walking. They just kind of float over to your table and uh, saying nothing and the hood pulled close. You can't see a damn thing. But a, a hand, or at least rags on their uh, cloak that resemble where a hand would be, uh, kind of beckon everyone at the table and then it floats back towards the general direction in which it came. Well, I guess we better call Bell. Oh, I guess we don't exactly have sale service here. <laughs> yeah, that's worth, worth a shot. It might be like a scroll or something. Uh, Titus tries to, like, think at Balan. Alice <laughs> 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 having her head towards the table probably didn't notice this at all, so she's... Mm -hmm. Just staring at the table still. Okay. Not used to needing peripheral vision, having usually mm -hmm. had multiple sensors. Yes, your awareness is uh, severely hampered. 
very tunnel vision. Yes. Uh, after a moment, Titus uh, just like follows them back and is happy to leave Alice at the table. <laughs> and what? Is happy to leave Alice at the table. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, cool. This is fine. Yeah. So Titus is going to follow that ghost into the into The, the when guy stands up, Alice will look. Like, Titus walking, like, whatever. But, like, <laughs> guy standing up is, like, worth just looking. Mm-hmm. He's like, like grabbing his beverages. Oh, <laughs> awesome. we're, gonna, we're gonna go follow a ghost. <laughs> all right. Uh, did we get all our equipment back from the? Nope. 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 Because the carriage had disappeared, as well as the trunk that was inside of it. Oh god damn it! Yep, a very large chest that, with the promise, once your items are dispensed in there, only one of you five can open it. Great. But it is missing at the moment. <clears throat> Great. So, there's a twisting hallway that you think the apparition uh, went through. Um, and it leads past, you know, just like general facilities. There's kind of a kitchen noise that you hear. So it's just like, oh, okay, it's the back end of this establishment, whatever that is. And, uh,. Then they arrive at a door with a very small, like, porthole window in it, where you can see the outside light streaming in. And you're pretty sure that's where the ghost went. <laughs> I go. I stride out that door, leaving it open. Nice. Yeah, it does not have a hinge to make it swing back, so once pushed open, it stays open. Yeah, guys, just following in suit, probably like has the twisting hallway kind of like bouncing out the wall every once in a while. I'll take third in marching order. All right, that's fair. I love the idea of Alice coming up in the back and trying to like close the door. His <laughs> <laughs> hands going through it. I mean, you can try if you want to. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's got no hinge, so. Well, I mean, it. No spring? I, yeah, no spring. Oh. That's what I should have said. Yeah, I saw the look on your face when I said, there's no hinges on this door. And I was just like, um, never I mind. push it over. It just falls to the grip. No, uh, <laughs> it has no spring, so it just sort of keeps staying open. Um, but as you emerge into the light of the day, you can see Marin seated at a table near a very, very large tree. So he's enjoying the shade. And next to the tree is uh, a leshy, a very large leshy, uh, approximately four meters tall, so about 12 feet tall for those of us in North America. <laughs> well, United States, everybody else gets it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so yes, it is, uh, it is the aforementioned uh, leshy of the Comet faction. Ooh. And standing next to this leshy, like very, very dwarfed by the immensity of her, is uh, is a familiar-looking uh, short satyr with a baseball bat. Mm. Mm. And uh, when Marin sees all of you emerge, uh, he uh, claps his hands, very, very happy. And uh, suddenly, a large trunk appears to his left. Does the trunk look familiar? It is a sealed trunk. Uh, it looks familiar. Dope. I'm going to go directly to it and try and get my shit back. Excellent. <laughs> so, when you open it, it looks exactly how you last saw it, before it was shut. 
Best, would you mind retrieving Aurora's guns for me? Uh, <laughs> there is a table next to me. Yeah. Having four drinks. Or rather, Maybe four her. spells. <laughs> if you could hold on to them. Uh, Titus, without asking or anything, just throws all of Al- uh, Aurora's shit in his duffel bag. <laughs> I'll roll perception. <laughs> cool. Do it. Three glitches, one hit. Oh! Uh, you do not see uh, that Titus cool. has already uh, acquired all of that, so your question can still stand. <laughs> You're just watching guys spill drinks as he's trying to put them on the table. He's <laughs> like, oh, oh, so clumsy. Oh, why? <laughs> uh, after Titus put us everything away, he like walks over, like catches a drink as it's about to fall, and then just is like, this is my drink. <laughs> and sits down. I saved this. I saved this, so it's mine. <laughs> yep, that stands to reason. Guys is probably like, yeah, I have way too many. <laughs> is there seating at the table, stuff. or is it standing? Uh, there are open chairs. Yes, Alice will take a take a seat. Occupy, Occupy a space. A space over a seat. seat. Yes. yes. <laughs> just like hovering over the chair. Yeah, I mean, like it's just a small round table. You know, it is now half filled with drinks. Uh, there was nothing on it beforehand. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there is a chair available for each of you. It is not done in a circular pattern around the table. It is left in a more open, like, towards uh, the gigantic uh, 12 foot tall leshy. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So as y'all get your seats, uh, the adorable young satyr uh, kind of trots up, but uh, she is not behaving as she did the first time she saw you. The bubbly uh, atmosphere of a young innocent who just wants to have fun is not currently present. Uh, she's calm and friendly, but is not bouncing all over the place looking for something to hit with her bat. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> This guy was about to ask her if she hit that flashy uh, with the bat, and that, that's why they're both here now. You can, <laughs> you can totally do that. Yeah. You this is going to be like, little one, you didn't hit that that tree person, did you? And uh, she'll she'll nod to each of you in greeting, but kind of like look at guys with some amusement, and just be like, no. Okay, good. Gently return the nod. <laughs> Titus just like raises his eyebrows. So uh, after after that brief exchange, uh, she speaks up again to all of you, and uh, she says, uh, "It's good to see you again. Um, I have been chosen to be the uh, the I, I am the channel through which Moira will be speaking with you. Um, her kind do not readily have access to spoken words as as freely as a lot of us do." So she's asked me to interpret on her behalf. Alice nods knowingly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and Moira leans against the tree and uh, begins tapping against its surface with a kind of finger. <laughs> um, and 
Yeah. Is this a is this a code that's known in the material plane by any chance? Is it related um, to Morse? You can totally roll to see if you can interpret it. Like I would accept uh, remembering or languages. Or, yeah, if you've got a proficiency towards that. Yep, yep. I'm good. a human interface codex. Exactly. So that is one of the things I do. Cool. You can either logic plus logic or logic plus willpower. I will accept either. Um, Alright. Uh, I've got a skill specifically geared towards it, but I can do either. If it's going to ask your dice, we'll use it. Um, four hits. Cool. No glitch. No glitch? Nice. Excellent. You can tell uh, that it is a language. Um, you cannot decipher what it is because you don't have a frame of reference for it, but there appears to be patterns in tapping. Um, it is not Morse code. You can tell that much. Um, but it is not... It is not unlikely that it is some form of language. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. So. Um, cool. So, uh, as uh, Moira is tapping against this enormous tree, um, the satyr uh, basically makes introductions uh, of, like, this is, this is Moira. She is in charge of the comment faction, and... Uh, there are other factions, and they do some stuff, and, and she kind of trails off and gets a little bored with descriptions of the <laughs> other factions, and just kind of like lackadaisically like, yeah, they, they do other stuff. Uh, but uh, she does manage to get across uh, some information uh, of value to you. She basically states that the Comet, uh, the Comet faction is utterly convinced that their mission is to, the reason for existence is to help the court itself align with the material world in a harmonious way. Uh, and they usually do that by shocking their members into some form of direct action that uh, is outside of status quo comfortability. Um, also tells you uh, that uh, the factions, as well as the comment members themselves, uh, have a tendency to be somewhat split on the best way of moving things forward. Um, the comment faction is usually referred to as being reactionaries, and in some circles they are called doomsday cultists. Um, but uh, the comment of their namesake seeming to imply an end to all things, but also hinting at the potential for new beginnings in the aftermath. So, on one hand, they have a reputation. On the other hand, it may or may not be well-deserved, depending upon your perspectives. Well, that's strange. I'd imagine the comment was for Clemens Comet that passes by every few years. The satyr just looks up to you, having no idea what you just said. <laughs> Looking up at Moira, and then just like, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, Moira is trying to champion the need to offset the oppressive leadership structure of the Sealy Court with something more democratically 
styled. Like, she's not even sure what she's saying at this <laughs> point. <laughs> Um, instead of a queen monarchy. Um, she doesn't want the Seely court to be, like, you know, unable to do stuff, but she thinks that the political process should include people who can't speak up for themselves or should be able to have insight. So she kind of wanted to meet you all. And she, like, looks around for the other two. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she she she's the only one that really seems to think that this is possible. As most of the people in the court kind of consider her to be like a daydreamer, like that's too fanciful, and they don't like that she talks about a better world in the future. But uh, she does have some influence, and so she kind of wanted to meet up with you and maybe establish some sort of connection to your world. She I mean, what, looks around like, am what, I doing this right? What kind <laughs> of connection? Well, well, you, you have people in your world that you trust, and uh, she has people in her world that she trusts, and was like, kind of... Now that now that the worlds are bridged together again, like it's good to make connections so that you can do things together and help. She's very confused by all of the things that she is talking about. <laughs> uh, Titus thinks for a moment uh, before looking at the leshy, not the child. Mm-hmm. Moira returns the glance. Let me ask you something a little out of the blue. What happens to vampires when they come here? My arms turned all weird, my eyes turned all weird. What happens with the HSV? Okay. Uh, HMMV. Yes, I'm sure it's very technical. <laughs> uh, Mara pauses in consideration and uh, begins tapping on a branch that is different from the main trunk. Uh, so it's got kind of like a higher kind of pitch to it. And uh, so the, the little satyr just kind of goes, um, they live here too. Well, I know a group of people that would love to make connection here then. All right. Like it's above her head, so she's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, these sort of connections have some sort of boundaries and expectations, mm-hmm. and are usually led with such a proposal, an offering, or an ask. Um, no, I mean, I think the idea is that she wants to have allies in a different world who, you know, think like she does about stuff. Because, I mean, the gateway's open now, and uh, your world doesn't apparently look as great as they were hoping for. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. But any sort of way of having a connection or a networking between uh, tier nations and the Seelie Court would be useful, because the only ones talking to us are your 
corporations. We certainly don't represent the tier nations. We are civilians, if even that. Your best way into the tier nations is through the bottom. The top uh, rots a bit. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but they seem to like think that you know what you're talking about with regards to your place, so yeah. I mean, communication is what I do. We can, we would absolutely, I for one would be absolutely happy to have open communication. Mm-hmm. Not really certain what you're expecting from us right now. Just a promise. Well, don't, those don't come lightly. I thought those came free. Mm-hmm. But no guarantees. And mm-hmm. Moira begins tapping a little bit more rapidly. And uh, and the small satyr like kind of rushes to like catch up like what the hell like uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, she basically starts repeating verbatim what she is hearing uh, in kind of like a monotone like without any of her personality and she's like it uh, is our hope and desire to have knowledgeable contacts such as yourselves in your world that we might call upon you on occasion via contacts we've established there. Uh, the inflection on the question being her own confusion at the words that are coming out of her mouth. <laughs> I mean, your friend Lauren is already in communication with me whether I like it or not. I don't see why I need to be here. <laughs> Marin materializes you to a drink and raises it to you <laughs> with a smile. That's funny. I thought you wanted to stay here. Not in this chamber. In this realm, yes. But I don't see why I'm at this meeting. I don't see why you're here either. You're not a contact there anymore if you're staying here. <laughs> you guys a good point. Really <laughs> a very good point. I'm sure Titus will serve as a marvelous contact on the material plane and be so much better than the Seder Cup, is it? Or which corporation? Hmm? <laughs> One of the corporations. Oh, pretty much all of them, apparently. Very good. Um, but, um, Moira also says that, uh, as a more equal exchange, um, as we don't yet know much about, uh, your world, as it currently is, uh, you could occasionally, uh, call upon us for assistance if, if, if you know you wanted. Well, Moira has already promised us each a favor. Okay. <laughs> well, that's Marin. He's not part of the Comet faction. True. I see. Well, then I appreciate you asking for our consent before communicating us, unlike the monarchy. You have mine. Though I intend to stay here, but perhaps I could be useful as an advisor or a communications expert. I speak many of the languages of the other side. And Moira looks impressed at that proposal. Um, and so the little satyr just like, um, that's useful stuff, I, I, I guess. Um, and so may, maybe. Hmm. I'll accept this deal. If that works out, then I could ask Moran for help in building a patisserie. <laughs> I have goals that I wish to achieve and 
I think in this case that you would be able to help me with those goals. And that is a safe place for someone who I love, who has been infected with a disease, to live peacefully. I want some small guarantee. And that is just that even as the... as obviously you embrace vampirism here, that she will remain who she is and not turn into something else. Well, everybody feels differently about vampirism. Um, but there's a place that we could let her and her friends live. Like, we're not against it. We're just not, you know, always hanging out with them or anything. Yeah, that's fine. Again, I go back to the guarantee I want is that... I mean, obviously not personal stagnancy or anything convoluted like that, but that her mind remain intact and not deteriorate. Hmm. Well, I mean, and Moira's gonna tap a little bit faster, and uh, so don't be distracted for a second. So we can guarantee a place for for them to live. And uh, Marin kind of perks up and says. But it sounds like you need a favor. Uh, he points at Marn. He goes, "You sit the fuck down." <laughs> yes, sir. I'm asking, and then uh, he points at uh, the Lashy. I am asking you for this in regards to my cooperation. You, this is separate. <laughs> I I came here, I did my thing, you still owe me a favor, shut the fuck up. We appreciate the Russian culture for their directness in negotiations. <laughs> but you, I will help, you will give me this thing. Okay, so uh, Mario begins uh, tapping at uh, the tree again, and the satyr says, it's not in her power to alter the nature of your friends. She can give them a place. She can give them a safe haven. But she does not deal in manipulating people's bodies. Uh, he looks to Marin. And Marin just sits there, smiling. Saying nothing. As he was told to kind of shut up. <laughs> By any chance, does he owe you a favor? <laughs> The satyr's just gonna like me? <laughs> no, her. The uh, big one. No, and uh, Moira can muster a shaking head. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> All right, Marin. Fucking prick. <laughs> Is that something you can do? I might be able to do something about that. At least alleviate All the right. nature of her conditions. All right. Well, I'm in. So far, I'm not gonna shake anyone's hand or anything. Zeta <laughs> reaches out and no, never mind. <laughs> All right, score. Um, so, uh, so the Seder basically like nods in Moira's place, and uh, Moira begins to slowly shamble off to a further corner of this open field that you're in, closer to the tree line, and. Uh, the little satyr is going to pop up to uh, Geist at this point and uh, be like, uh, so 
The Lady Moira wishes to speak with only you now uh, regarding a personal matter uh, before she goes and does other things. What? What? I suspect that's <clears throat> She knows you want wooden pants. <laughs> Do you want wooden pants? All right. Hey, get me a pair. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs two drinks and he stands up. So, at this point in time, uh, the satyr seems a little bit more herself. And mm-hmm. she's like, while we head over there, tell me about baseball again. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you see. <laughs> <laughs> He's been shrinking now. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so there's, there's like four bases. Well, I mean... It's it's really called three of them are called bases, but yeah. <laughs> he just kind of is like sloppily describing starts rambling baseballs because he's probably never watched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we just heard talk about it. Heard about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. While uh, those two are walking off to talk with Moira, um, both uh, Titus and Alice will hear approaching footsteps and hoofbeats. As Aurora and Miss Ballin come around the corner to the side entrance. Oh, good. I hope you didn't lose my notepad. <laughs> Aurora holds it up. Excellent. And looks around for the pen. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I only have two pens. That's 50% of my pens. <laughs> if you think I'm loaning you the other one, you're shit out of luck. Mm hmm. Uh, Balan goes directly over to the trunk and retrieves her sword. And seeing nothing else in there, kind of looks up at the rest of y'all. Guys should have Aurora's guns. Uh, Titus walks over looks to over Aurora to and starts There's handing her her things. <laughs> oh, okay. Then Aurora's going to be very delighted, but still in kind of a pouty mood. So she's uh, just like, yeah, things. Like, as Titus is handing her her things, he leans in like she's ever paying attention to who has your things. Oh. Spice. <laughs> she's charismatic enough to just uh, <laughs> I'm just slide in a little bit of poison. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Let me just make it worse real quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, after everybody has emptied their belongings from the trunk, uh, Marin gleefully claps, and the trunk just disappears. It is gone. The clapper is the perfect magical device. I yeah, mean, honestly, it really, really is. is. Uh, so Marin, seeing uh, the rest of you all about, uh, says, "Well, it seems like your little visit has nearly come to an end. So your rewards." Uh, I believe favors were requested rather than gold, so if you have something that is within my power, and he kind of looks at Titus knowingly, but never blinking and still smiling, so if it's within my power, I shall surely grant them, but I am myself limited in certain degrees, so try to be reasonable, and I shall gladly accommodate before sending you all home. I may need a private conversation beforehand, if you don't mind. Is there somewhere nearby I could go? Perhaps, if Aurora would accompany me. Sounds like a favor to me. (laughs) Uh, Marin says nothing. Um, Aurora uh, begins walking to a further corner of the field, uh, not in the direction of Geist. Alice follows. Okay. Score. Um, Titus, do you desire to claim your favor before we move on to the other two groups. 
do we have to claim it before we go back, or can I actually talk with Svetlana first? As you wish. My communications will be open. Then you can pick another one, if that doesn't suit you. Cool. Conversation over. Mm-hmm. All right. Raise, <laughs> like, raised what? drink. Understood. <laughs> Just like absolutely does not respond. <laughs> Excellent. Very, very good. You're goddamn right. I'll do it later if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, before we head over to Geist, uh, Aurora and Alice have some shit they've got to hash out. Um, Aurora has finally found the pen. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how's this gonna work without the pen? <laughs> Uses the entire note I forced, your, I forced you to find the other pen by refusing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Hooray for plot armor. <laughs> yeah. The pen, I gave the pen plot armor. That's what I did. <laughs> I would like to begin by stating that I was in the wrong for not consulting with you about what my request would be and our potential future before speaking about it. And I am sorry that, well, I'm sorry that I did that. And I will be in direct communication about all future plans I have that involve you. That is how I'd like to start. And I am sorry. And it was wrong. I should probably know Pat for this. I actually have sticky notes at home. (laughs) (laughs) So, Aurora is visibly displeased, but she kind of takes a few breaths after Alice has spoken and thinks about what she's about to write and then begins and holds the note out that you can see. And it says, if we're going to be together then we need to make those decisions together because I don't want to run away from home. I already tried doing that once and you brought me back. You wish to return to the material plane? She writes another note. It's not great, but it's home. I know the rules there. I'm unfamiliar with home. All I've ever known is workplaces. I know the meaning of the word, but what significance does it hold to you? And she writes down, home is wherever we are. But we could be here. I don't want to be here. Why? Because it feels like running away. Would you rather confront the ultraviolet one? Uh, Would you rather confront those who are hunting Titus and level the, the tossed stump in a matter of seconds? Uh, Aurora looks over at Titus and then back uh, to Alice. I told you he's not always wrong. He's not nice, but he's not always wrong. He faces things. He kills people. Sometimes that's what people do. It's not my favorite. Perhaps then I am not people. You're people enough. I don't kill. That doesn't mean that you're not people. You say it's what people do. Not all people. 
you want to kill? Hold on. She's going to scribble it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Scribble yeah. a big mm-hmm. fucking note now. Yep. yep. <clears throat> um... The first, the first note is don't fucking interrupt me. We <laughs> <laughs> can't interrupt. Uh, you know, I was gonna say we can't, can't interrupt, interrupt when somebody's writing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, God, how big are these sticky notes? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Standard size sticky notes. It's, it's gonna be like a few of the square. Them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So uh, standard OG sticky notes. So basically, yeah. uh, she's gonna write out one entire sticky note, slap it on her forearm, write out another sticky note, slap it on the forearm. So it's just like this is a sequential line of events. And uh, so basically, it says, uh, first off, stop being so damn literal. <laughs> you know what I mean. And then goes on, home is where we're together with mutual goals. Here, there's no goals. It's just this weird place where my body isn't even correct. It's not how we're supposed to be. It's different and new and frightening. And I would like to be somewhere where I can think about coming here instead of just staying when I don't know anything about this place. This is a talk, not a decision time. I can respect those needs. I can indulge those needs. I am literal. That is something you need to accept about me. It's something that in your... If I was medically diagnosed, you would probably call me uh, autistic. It is in my nature to take things literally. I do that sincerely and in good faith. I do not do it as an, an emotional ploy. Mm-hmm. Cool. And uh, her response to that is going to be, I know you do. It's part of what I like about you. Because I know that everything that you say is meant at face value and true. But also, that's not how I was raised. And so... It's hard sometimes, especially when we're arguing. And I just wish that I could hear you in my head again, because communication was so much easier. It would be worth the communication. Hearing your thoughts, your needs, being distanced from them has been hard, but... You have less armor than a car. And that disappeared in less time than I can process. You are more fragile than a building. And infinitely irreplaceable. Cool. Uh, She's going to write another note. Can we save our favors from Marin until we've had a better talk? I believe Titus has already made such an arrangement. Okay. So, anything else? Only that I love you and... will follow you wherever you go, regardless of whether or not I agree ethically with that location. Cool. And she's going to write a final note. And, uh, I love you too. And there's going to be a little happy heart. A little happy face on a heart. Aww. (laughs) 
and then she writes at the bottom of it later then. Cool. And then she's gonna. Are we going back? Kind of motion? Mm hmm. Excellent. <laughs> Alright. Geist. Whee. So, anyways, the guy's name is Babe Ruth. Remember that name. Just remember that name. <laughs> I don't know why I remember. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah, and the satyr's just like hanging on to your every word, like, what are you even talking about? I love the idea that Moyer's in the background, like, tapping on the tree and they're just talking. <laughs> like, no, but guys, come on. Yeah. And Babe Ruth. This, a- this guy was so great. <laughs> They named Candy after him. Because <laughs> he was just So then there was Mark McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, guys, it's just memorized all of the, like, 1950s. <laughs> oh, only the 1950s baseball <laughs> ones, not, not the 80s and 90s at all? Yeah, no. That was the word his favorite years. <laughs> and that was when Michael Jordan thought he could play golf. It was really cool. <laughs> he it's even did baseball. Good. Yeah. He was real bad at that. Mm-hmm. But Bo Jackson, not as bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> surprisingly well, he could hold himself on a... So Michael Jordan's whole baseball season was about contract renegotiation. (laughs) (laughs) And the mafia was involved. (laughs) Going to huge philosophical, like... like, Just like the wildest conspiracy theory about that period of time. It's just like the mafia and the... The The mafia had control of ESPN. It was a long (laughs) time for a sports network. I don't know why. (laughs) So the Seder understands none of this, but it's just like into it, whatever the hell it is, because um, she seems to appreciate Geist for some reason. Maybe he's pretty cool. And, uh, and uh, Moira's just sitting there looking at the exchange between the two of you, and just like very slowly looking back and forth. It's just like a pong table of like, oh, you're saying this, and how are you reacting? And you're saying, oh wait, hold on, you're saying stuff again. <laughs> and uh, she kind of taps on a tree. And uh, the sailor's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she begins typing out a message, and uh, I'm assuming Geist is paying attention. Yep. Sorry, okay. I was just making notes. No, it's totally cool. And so, uh, then the story comes uh, that basically uh, the Leshy are ancient, ancient people, and uh, they no longer have access to any of their uh, history. Like, nobody knows why they suddenly became the de facto guards of the Seelie court. Their history is lost to them. Uh, most of them barely even communicate outside of their own circles. And most of the guards don't even communicate at all. Mm. They're just brute force when it's needed. So, since she is of higher capabilities uh, than it seems the rest of her kind are, uh, she decided that doing something about that would be prudent. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. Um, but she did uncover uh, a long time ago that uh, something that uh, 
the Leshy would do uh, in an ancient uh, fifth world Earth uh, would be to uh, bring interesting human child, child, chill, children, children, children. Uh, <laughs> that's, and, that's the that's the technical term in the the 2078. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're pretty sure that's how they talked back in the 19 whatevers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> 19xx, uh, but uh, they would uh, they would replace these unwanted children from their human parents uh, with a lookalike, something that was essentially humanoid, but uh, was not the actual child. And then they would bring the child through the forests until they found their way back to the land of the Fey. And it was an old practice that is no longer done. But uh, it had been done one time in recent memory. Uh, one such child was replaced, as their future was far too important for the dire situations that they were finding themselves in. And this child was much older than they standard, standardly used to replace them. They had experienced too much of one world, and it would be a shock to the system to try another. But uh, she proved entirely too important. It was necessary, as she was becoming very sick, and none of the abilities of the Sixth World would cure her. Those who could do so refused to do so, and those who would do anything were left without the ability, due to the overwhelming amount of rules in your realm regarding who is worthy enough to be cured. And so she was brought here and nursed back to health, replaced by a lookalike in the night, and her virus took on a new form in the realm of the Seely Court, giving her new insights to the machinations of your realm, as well as this realm, in the time that she has been here. Her lookalike in your realm was too frail to survive the experiments that they were put through, but the human child was saved at the zero hour, as she was unique and destined for future greatness. And what's Geist doing right now? Um, <clears throat> probably uh, putting on his glove. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's probably <laughs> kind of mutter something. So this isn't about pants. And Moira will sh- shake her head no, and you know, like various leaf-like hair and uh, branches will just sway gently. Um, and uh, she begins tapping. Uh, no, this is not about pants made of wood. Uh, this is about a human child. Aha, gotcha. I didn't mention wood. <laughs> I didn't say anything about wooden pants, I just said pants. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I don't. Damn. The jig is up. Everyone is psychic except for you. <laughs> Time to go on a murder spree. And that is how fixed. Uh, <laughs> uh, score. So, uh, no, this is not about pants of any particular non fabric. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is about uh, connection. 
when uh, when our worlds were reconnected, we lost track of this child. Um, she seems to have found her way back to her own world, but we do have we do not have any way of tracking her down. So when you get back to your world, maybe look around because she did spend enough time with us that we grew fond of her presence and her unique perspective in this land. But we have no way of traveling en masse to your world to find her ourselves. Trying to see if he could understand what, what was really being hinted at. Um, That's a what? <laughs> <laughs> you do not understand what's being hinted at. So, uh, he's going to say, hmm. Though they clearly think that you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of does that, like, tilt his head when he, when he is realizing he's missing a social cue, but doesn't quite know what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, He's going to say, so not only do you want me to communicate about happenings on my side, but now you want me to find this child? Uh, I mean, so the favor I wanted from you kind of involves you moving en masse uh, to my world for a little bit, you know, maybe an hour a day. <clears throat> so how long does it take you to move in mass? <laughs> <laughs> we would need to know more about the territory that we are moving into before we can sacrifice any of our volunteers. Fair. So an hour. Um time. Mm, that's true, that makes it a little difficult. Uh, well, through proper channels, how am I supposed to communicate with you when I get back? The way will be made now. Okay. In time. Hmm. Well, I'll let you know when I uh, know where I need you to go with your volunteers. <laughs> it's kind of like I got that one. <laughs> nice. Um, so Moira is going to, uh, pull a piece of ribbon off of one of her hair branch-like things. The stuff up uh, here. Yeah, yeah, the stuff up here, right? (laughs) And, uh, and is going to basically, like, slowly hand it down, because it takes forever to get all the way down there. So you're saying about three hours. No, I mean, that'll be, like, a good minute. No, no, no. Just to bend over. That was him commenting on how long it would take them to get in mass. Got it. (laughs) Because he was like, like, an hour? Okay, that's not bad. Oh, no. (laughs) They're moving very slow. So about three hours, all right. Mm -hmm. But, uh... He kind of was just waiting for the ribbon to get in within reach. (laughs) Yep, so when when the ribbon gets within reach, uh, she is also tapping on the nearby tree. And, uh, so the satyr says, uh... And, uh... Before that child left, they forgot this, and it might help you find them. 
Hmm. And it's a ribbon on a string. Hmm. And you can investigate it whenever you it's want to. It's a ribbon on a string? <laughs> it's, a, it's a string ribbon. Oh, okay. I see. There is a small bobble on it. Hmm. And it is tied in a knot, so the bobble does not go missing. Whoever tied this was genius. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, He's going to say, like, all right, I'll keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, can I have more descriptions of this this child? Will they just look more fae or will they look human? Or They will look as human as they once did. This realm does not change the out. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that is all, mm. he's gonna examine the, the the ribbon and bobble. Okay, pretty quickly. But cool. Well, give me a check for that. Examination. What is that? Um, I will accept, uh, just perceiving it, or judging the intention of the bobble. I mean, like, okay. I mean, just, yeah, you can inspect it. It's not hard. Uh, I just didn't know if it was, like, a, uh, role in, like, investigation, or, like, something no, else. not necessarily like that. Okay. I mean, that's still pretty good. That's... Five hits, two glitches. Okay, that's enough. Uh, it's a locket. Hmm. Yeah, he's, he's gonna kind of just put it in his pocket for right now. Okay. Might as well examine that when he's got more free time. That's fair. Uh, score. So, uh, without further incident, uh, Moira's just going to slowly start going into the forest. And uh, and the little satyr is just gonna be like, well, now what? I don't know. So, anyways, let me tell you more about baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Go walking back to the group. <laughs> As you're walking back to the main group. Yeah. Fantastic. So we used to have this thing. I don't know. If, I don't know if people still do it, but it was called a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so you all wind up meeting back up with Marin, who is looking thoroughly pleased with himself. (laughs) (laughs) And as you approach, uh, he's just beaming at all of you. You're still chatting with the little one Mm -hmm. about baseball. (laughs) My spouse and I have elected to save our favor until another time. And he nods. A prudent measure. Such things require a great deal of thought. And uh, Balan has already uh, presented uh, her favor to Marin in the form of a note. And he gleefully accepted it, read it, and was just like, "Mm, mm mm-hmm. And... You still have a favor mm-hmm. that you need to be uh, um, able to claim if you wish. Yeah, he's gonna. Guy's just gonna reserve it for later. Mm. Um, 
but then also Geist is going to uh, kind of lean in and kind of whisper to the girl, mm-hmm. um, you should ask him, and points to Maren, all the wise after me. All the wise? Yeah, when he kept asking why. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, you do that to he him. knows wise? Yes, he does. Yeah. And if he doesn't, he'll teach him. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> That's perfect. Today yeah. I learned Geist is really fey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, good. he's more of like this cocky guy that's always smiling. I'm going to get the little girl to annoy him. <laughs> no, I love it. That's some trickster bullshit, and I love it. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's appropriate. Oh, ten out of ten. Tomorrow, will we? <laughs> yep. Well, it's also great because Marin has completely not seemed to be perturbed at any of the things that would perturb anybody. Mm-hmm. So it'll be good to see if he's got uh, a limit. So what you're saying is fuck him anyway. <laughs> like, maybe he's got a limit. We'll find out. Well, I'll find out. Yeah. Come back, the little satyr girl's all murdered. Like, oh, what the hell? Oh, shit. <laughs> this went dark real fast. It is uh, this not is you guys. It's not, it's not your grandparents' favorite realm. Oh, wait. Yes, it is. Yeah, oh, I was going to say. Which no, is we... why it's more dangerous. <laughs> I know that we live in a dystopian future, but come on. <laughs> I'm just casual killing. Yeah. You know, that old chestnut. Mm-hmm. If somebody has an issue with it, they'll take it up with the queen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with the kill. <laughs> yeah. License. Not the being annoyed by a small child. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you could also take that up with the queen before the killing. I mean, like, choices. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, this child is a brat and annoying as hell and makes them pay. <laughs> um, how? Yeah. <laughs> how do you want me to do that? <laughs> Score. It's for the queen to decide. So, uh, as as y'all are kind of settling in and figuring out, like, okay, this is about where we are, this is about where we're at, um, a green-cloaked figure emerges from the woods um, from a different angle and uh, approaches the group but stays a good 15 meters away. And uh, Marin takes one look at them. Do they have wooden pants? Oh my god. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't what, tell. What did you roll? Oh, uh, yeah. Just you cannot tell if they have wooden pants. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> you cannot tell you if they have wooden before, pants. You want to check this before you get too far. All right. I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. um, And they remove their hood and uh, look at all that are gathered. And uh, they fling something that lands very nicely onto the table. Uh, Titus fucking dives. <laughs> dives. Away from it? Away from it. For it. Oh, yeah. okay. Alice just leans in towards it. Okay. Just like grenade! <laughs> um, a perfectly landed uh, tarot card is what Aurora will see. <laughs> and it is of the Major Arcana, the Hermit. Say your calling card? Alice tries to like lift it up and look at either side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Titus really embarrassedly like guys <laughs> just yelling at the person who threw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's yelling? Is this your calling card? Like you could have just walked up and handed it to somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they remove the hood from their cloak, and uh, Marin takes one look at the card, and then looks at them, and they are channeling up some magics. At this point, the ground is beginning to quake underneath you. Very, very slow trebles at first. Uh, I'm gonna whip out kindness and 
point, look to Marin real quick just to make sure he's not screaming like, no, don't. Uh, he does not look abused. Cool. I'm going to shoot That's this guy. <laughs> okay, you're going to shoot him? I'm going to shoot him. Excellent. I would like to invoke my counter spelling. <laughs> Uh, well, we see. can do both. We can do both. No, I know. Uh, no, the way counterspelling works in this is it adds to people's dice pool to like resist the spell. Oh, gotcha. So, but you also have to have a pretty good idea of what's being cast. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you like for that? Uh, spell casting? Uh, yeah, I'll accept it. Because you want to figure out what it is. You yeah. can also do a judging intent. Since you are magically oh. inclined. Uh, what is the judging intent? I'm gonna uh, spend a point of edge. That's charisma okay. plus charisma. Oh yeah, because that's guys best stat. Yeah, you can totally do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> that would be two dice. Judge intent because I don't think he can actually hurt me. That's... Despite that not being. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be seven hits, one glitch. Seven hits, one glitch from kindness. Kindness. Excellent. So at a range of approximately 15 to 20 meters, being the dead eye that you are, (laughs) you manage to get them in the shoulder, disrupting whatever it is that they're doing. And uh, their their right shoulder goes limp. But their left hand is still rising and glowing with... Uh, some sort of energy. Okay. I was gonna say, like, do I even yeah, make my check? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, after the counterspelling, okay. uh, like, in, like, a fluid motion, like, slowly getting Whisper out to do the other one. Like, okay. cross-armed, because I'm a badass. Sweet. I dig it. Um, I'm, burning, the I'm burning one point of age. You're not burning it, you're just stabbing it. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. You're burning, you're gonna get it back. Yeah. Three hits, two glitch. Okay, you got three hits, two glitch for what? Just judging intent. Oh, okay. Score. That seems like something someone should have done. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, a good idea. Um, so you can tell, um, based off of your own analysis of seeing other magic wielders over the years, uh, you are able to tell that they are summoning something. Well, I hate that. Okay, right, so I used another point of edge to re-roll my ones. Okay. And that makes it four hits, zero glitches. Four hits, zero glitches to counter... To perceive what they're trying to do. Uh, they are uh, summoning up an elemental. Well, counterspell doesn't work against that. Counterspelling doesn't work against that. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take my second shot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. You should probably do that. And I'm going to go ahead and burn a point of edge ahead of time this time. Okay, use your edge. I want to, I want those fours. Mm-hmm. I would like them. They're so mine. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and helpful to the events. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, actually. <laughs> Give me something. Uh, that is gonna be... <laughs> that is 17 hits. Fuck. One glitch. 
That's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> 17. Okay. Oh, shit, how much armor does where this were guy you, have? Where were you aiming? Um... So I'm gonna like, set, I, I, I got the one shoulder yeah, like the right making shoulder. the arm go limp. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like basically just take out their arms. Okay. Uh, such that they well, do they need their arm? I I would know if they need their arms to cast. Uh, wouldn't I? It might be dramatic flourish. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna disable their arms. Okay. That's fair. So are you going for the other shoulder, or yep. maybe the hand, or what? Uh, going for the other shoulder. Cool. Going for the other shoulder. Uh, so here's how that's going to play out, because these two were analyzing the situation beforehand. Um, we were like, what? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, the ground before them begins to separate, and uh, rocks begin piling out of the ground and kind of self-assembling right up until the point that the second bullet from Titus uh, hits the other shoulder. And this one, the force of it, like, it goes straight through them, but at the same time significantly knocks back uh, their ability to stand, and they have fallen over backwards, so the rocks go motionless. Uh, Titus is gonna walk up, both guns trained on them, like, you need to stop doing this right fucking now. <laughs> yeah, Titus is gonna draw the knife and run forward, and just as soon as he gets within dis- distance, not stab him, but just tase him. Titus <laughs> okay. is still just flipping the card over back and forth. <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. Also, the other side, blank. Like, completely blank? Yep, it's just white, blank, and then a familiar-ish looking enough symbol of the Hermit card. And, uh, score. So, you're got the guns trained on this person. Yeah, I'm super ready if he if I see a spark of magic like this is done. And you're just gonna flat out tase him? Yeah. Do it. Just tase him with my, with my mm-hmm. knife. Exactly. And, uh, they're looking up at both of you approach and, uh, they don't like the looks of this at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird. <clears throat> Odd how you attacked a table full of people that <laughs> mm-hmm. just all exploded at him. At them. Ugh. Two hits, two glitch. Okay. Um. So they're going to be very shocked. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, they are still conscious, however. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You have definitely given them something to think about, though. Care to tell us what this card's about? Uh, they say nothing. I try in French. Uh, <laughs> Titus looks back to, like, guns trained, kind of looks back to Marin, like, uh, you want to tell us how we handle things here, or am I just going to do my yeah, thing? Yeah, Marin's, Marin's just kind of like... Mm-hmm. I try uh, Portuguese. Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <sighs> I to try Japanese. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna cycle through major world languages now, from most popular to least popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not saying a damn word. They seem like they can hear you just fine. I should um, point out that those first couple of languages were not in that order. <laughs> so, no. Marin, what do we do here? 
Uh, you're... Uh, guys just tases him again. <laughs> so you're... Okay. Um, so you want, you want to roll for that, or you want to use the same I mean, stuff? he's going to try to keep him conscious, but yeah. So he's you're going to yell that backwards, like yeah. uh, 20, 20 meters back to Marin? Yeah, like, I uh, don't want to kill anyone if that's not, like, what you do here when someone attacks you, but, like... A little guidance. Lauren needs to take advantage of this. This is a very rare amount of restraint. <laughs> uh, Lauren's just gonna kind of like, he's bemused about the whole situation, and he's just like, well, I mean, it is the hermit. You know? I don't know what that means. Hermit, the hermit faction doesn't usually get along with um, the comet faction. So I can kill him. Um, Should kill wait, him. Wait, but we're not—we're not of a faction. Why would they come to kill us? We just aligned with the Comet faction. The Hermits are isolationists. They would uh, rather see a wall erected around the Sealy Court to keep all of you out. All I had to hear was build a wall. <laughs> I shoot him in the head. <laughs> I'll just tase him again. Oh, well, that's faster. Okay, so. Yeah, they didn't have very much in the way of defenses at that point, so yes, uh, they are definitely tased. Who, uh, Who's going first? Are they getting tased first or getting shot first? I kind of figured it was at the same time, and the guy's just like, oh yeah, that is quicker. Let's put the knife away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Score. So you've shot this, this person dead. Yeah. All right, excellent. Uh, they are deadified, and uh, they evaporate into the air. Great. Uh, think sparkles. Glitter. You know? And then they just float upward, get caught on the wind, and then blow back the way that they came. Granted, above the tree line this time. (laughs) Do you suppose this is how everyone dies over here? Uh, Titus just starts reloading his guns. Mm -hmm. Just throws the card aside. Um... It's fun. <laughs> Marin gets up. Well, that certainly was unexpected. Um, so, uh, did you, did you, uh, did you all, uh, did you, you're uh, ready to go home? Yeah, it seems like maybe if there are assassins here that we should go home. Or do you have any guarantee that that's not going to happen to us all the time back there, too? Oh, no, the factions here don't particularly care too much about you being where you're from, so you should be fine there. Great, um, well, let's just do but that I mean, then. assassins happen in your line of work all of the time. Anyway. Yeah, why do you think I was so fucking ready for that? Mine, where do you plan on putting us? The place you took us from was... Suboptimal. That is a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I figured I would just find uh, which location was most potent with uh, its energies and its uh, approximation to uh, where I found you. I don't control the gateways. I can just open them. Where they lead is not entirely under my control. Otherwise, I would have just had all of you appear in my house. Would have been better than a bunch of creepy letters, to be honest. <laughs> Thought the monads were trying to court me. Um. Okay. <laughs> he, he clearly does not yeah, know yeah, what a monad yeah, is. <laughs> That's pleasant. <laughs> um. Excellent. So he's going to go back to uh, the wide open door uh, to the back of the tavern, and uh, and he's going to close it. 
and uh, it's just going to kind of do a hand wave as he touches the wood. And uh, that door is now glowing green. It is not oak, but it appears to be very similar and ready to go. It has been an absolute pleasure to host you. It's been a nightmare. <laughs> no, I think that's your world, right? Oh no, my experience here. Oh, yes, of course. It must have been a shock. <laughs> Guess is going to kind of kneel down. So remember, he's, he's going to talk to the little girl, Seder, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you do this enough to make him angry, I will bring you back a treat. <gasps> what? What kind of? What, what? If I tell you, it's not going to be a surprise. Oh, but I want it. You got to make sure to play the game with him. If okay. I was going to do this, okay. he's going to kind of pat him on her head and get up. I've always wanted to do this, and I walk up tomorrow and I put out my hand very firmly. Mm-hmm. And he perfectly accepts, and you connect, no problem. Put my other hand on the outside of his, and uh, he returns the favor, and it operates in physical space as it should, despite your spiritual sense of self right now. A pleasure doing business with you, and I give it like two good pumps. Mm-hmm. Here's to many more. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was kind of smiling, looking at her hands for a moment. That was your first handshake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's mm-hmm. walking up. <laughs> you got to experience a handshake. I need to wash my hands now. <laughs> <laughs> Those are disgusting. <laughs> he's touched so many things. I don't yeah. even know where he's been. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to deal with germs. <laughs> Viruses aren't pain, though. Yeah. yeah, there's that. Excellent. <laughs> so he gestures broadly to the door that leads back inside of the tavern, now glowing with a green energy. Uh, Titus is just going to walk on through, uh, hand on kindness. Mm-hmm. Cool. As you do, Titus vanishes from sight in a bright green flash. Aurora, can I ask two things of you? One, I would like to kiss you before we go back. Hmm. And she nods. I kiss her. Yes. Two, can I see Titus's pen? Um, she, like, looks around her pockets, like, where the hell did that go? I don't usually need these. Uh, and holds it. Hmm. Just throws it in the <laughs> 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 Three things I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. heads towards the door. Excellent. Aurora is right behind you. <laughs> and you both disappear from the Fey Plane in a bright green light. I got one! I got one! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... So, guys, your exit. Yeah. He's just gonna turn, look, at, look back at the, uh, the little one, wink, and say, like, well, have fun, uh, Marin, and kind of just start walking through the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. Score. And you also disappear in a flash of green light. And, uh... Then Balin uh, basically looks at Marin and said, I've got your word though, right? And he nods. Yep, it shall be done. And she walks through the door and vanishes in 
fate of blood. <laughs> and with that, we are going to end this particular session. Music provided with permission by Chimera on SoundCloud. Link will be provided in the episode notes. Enjoy. Enjoy.